Good morning, people of God! Oh, what a beautiful day the Lord has given us. Amen? I just couldn't stay inside any longer. I had to get out and get some fresh air this morning. So it's uh, lovely to see your faces. Welcome to those of you who are joining us online, whether live now or in recording later. Uh, hopefully as you entered into worship this morning, you received a communion cup. For those of you at home, I invite you to grab some bread and some wine or juice following our time of confession as we celebrate the gifts of Jesus Christ. A few announcements for this morning. Uh, FYI, I'll start off with this one. Uh, this won't affect many of you and most of you, uh, but we are putting our Monday night worship on uh, hiatus during the month of August through Labor Day. We're going to kick it back up. Uh, we're going to try something new after Labor Day and invite uh, some more interaction in different ways, a different style of worship for Monday nights. So uh, more on that to come as we figure it out. <laughs> uh, um, but just letting you know, uh, we invite you, if you can't make it on a Sunday morning, it's posted uh, onto Facebook and Vimeo immediately after worship. I think it takes about an hour or two is what Kevin tells me. Uh, so you can always join us you know, online if you can't make it on a Sunday morning uh, until Labor Day. VBS starts next week! Woo! Which is really exciting, I know. Uh, so we invite you to please register your kids, talk to any kids in your neighborhoods, although we've got a, such a wonderful group of volunteers. Right now we have more adults helping than we have kids. So... Let's have some fun. It's going to be an awesome theme, and uh, boy, Pastor Kelsey just really goes all out and has a great time with this, so uh, please join us for that. Um, we're having an outdoor worship service in a couple of Sundays on August 13th at the 11 o'clock service, so we'll be outdoors underneath the tents. Hopefully it's like today, where it's like, you know, 75 right now. That's kind of nice. Uh, but then following worship, we're going to have uh, a picnic. So we're going to provide the hot dogs and the hamburgers and stuff like that. We're going to invite you to come and uh, hang out. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some uh, water games and different activities for adults, uh, face painting, all that kind of fun stuff. But we want you to uh, come enjoy worship together. Uh, if you are available to do so, bring a dish to pass. We'll do kind of a picnic potluck style, if you will. And then the following Saturday, August 19th, we are celebrating our first ordination here at King of Kings. Pastor uh, Steph Newman will be ordained on that Saturday at 4 o'clock. And uh, the bishop will be here. There will be a ton of pastors. We invite you to come and celebrate with Steph and uh, all of us uh, as we, again, celebrate through some food. And uh, all that kind of sign-up stuff is out in the entryway for those two big days. Finally, I wanted to share that we are now collecting school supplies for the nearly 1,400 of our uh, Macomb Intermediate School uh, kids that are in the homeless pro uh, program. So uh, there's our bins out in the entryway, all the information's there, all the school supplies that you would normally get your own kids or grandkids or that kind of stuff, they'll take it all. So um, we're just doing our best to help those who do not have moving into this school year. All of them are due, I think, by August 27th. We'll have a blessing of the school supplies and get those out to kids in time for school. With all that said, I invite you to stand as you are able and greet one another in the name of the Lord. If you're joining us online, give a shout-out, type your name in, give a big hello. Let us pray. 
Almighty God, we thank You for the gift of this day and for this opportunity to hear Your Word and allow it to mold our lives. Be with us, guide us, strengthen us each and every day, and may Your light shine in our lives and through our lives, especially on the days when we are sad. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So today we are rounding the bend, entering into our fourth week of our our vacation Bible school series called Stellar. Yes, Vacation Bible School doesn't start until next week, but we have been on this journey uncovering all the themes that our kids will get to talk about so that we too can have a little bit of fun. And uh, all of these themes, these important lessons for us to, to learn from, all revolve around this idea that it's important to let the light of Jesus shine. Okay? To... Uh, to have that light shine in our lives and also through our lives to help those around us and us live our best lives. And as a reminder, I'm inviting you to participate with me. So anytime I kind of gesture like this, I'm going to ask you to respond and maybe even shout if you're feeling the Holy Spirit this morning and you're going to say, shine Jesus light. Let's try it. Oh, y'all are good. Okay. So let's recap what we have learned so far. Our first theme came three weeks ago, where we learned, when life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. And I shared with you how uh, when Jesus was born, he was born into a very dark time. With challenges and difficulties and hardships, he was sent to be a light in the darkness. A light that no darkness could put out. And so when we experience the dark times in our lives, all the frustrations, all the situations and the people that exhaust us, when we are struggling, maybe even when we are angry with life, we're invited to look for that light, to look for that beacon of hope and comfort and love that we find in Jesus, along with the truth that God, that the We're never alone, right? The things are never as hopeless as they seem. And so when life feels dark, shine Jesus' light. Okay. Two weeks ago, we had Pastor Kelsey brilliantly lead us with the theme, when people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Again, a wonderful theme for us to remember in this day and age. But the Bible story that we were given was uh, uh, from Luke chapter 19-ish. Uh, where it's a story of Zacchaeus. And again, Zacchaeus was that tax collector that nobody liked. He was despised by everyone. He was viewed as a traitor by his own people. The Romans used him as a tool to get taxes from others. It was awful. Okay, He was on the outside looking in. Nobody wanted to be around Zacchaeus. He was even ripping people off. So he was dirty on the inside and out. And then along comes Jesus, and Jesus changes everything. Instead of keeping Zacchaeus on the outside looking in, he invites Zacchaeus in, and it changes everything. And so that week we also learned the importance of not holding stereotypes, 
not holding prejudices, not holding things against people, but inviting them into, even continually, into new life. So that that light of Jesus can shine into their lives. And who knows, maybe God could work a miracle within them and change them as well. So we're invited to include instead of exclude, right? To allow that light of Jesus to shine so that we can bring people closer together instead of being so worried about who's in and who's out. So we learned that when people don't get along, shine Jesus' light. Last week's lesson was to remember that when good things happen, shine Jesus' light. And we read from what is typically our Palm Sunday story, where Jesus' followers were shouting their praise of Jesus. Not afraid who else might hear them or what others might think of them. They were so thankful for the good and for the promises of God that they were celebrating and giving thanks. And so we learned that we too are invited not only to give thanks for all the good in our lives, because here's the deal, people, regardless of how life feels, regardless of how many things are piling on top of us and how negative we may get, there is still good being showered down upon us by God. Amen? So not only are we invited to see the good around us, we're invited to bring out the good through others. Right To let that light of Jesus shine, not only in our lives, but through our lives, so that others too might understand that no matter how bleak life may be, there is still good going on in this world. And so when things are good, shine Jesus' light. All right. Now that we're all caught up, onto our fourth lesson. When people are sad, shine Jesus' light. Now, before we jump into this, okay, I just feel like it's important to take a moment to acknowledge that I get all too well that for some, maybe many of us here today, we come to church to get away from life, okay, to take a break from whatever has been heavy on our souls, right? Sometimes we need that little pause before we get back into life, that word of encouragement, and I get that it's so fun to come here when everything is inspirational and lighthearted and happy. And we'll get there today, okay? I promise. But it's also important that we acknowledge those times in our lives when things aren't going well. When times aren't happy or comfortable or easy because life doesn't always give us roses, amen? Sometimes we get the thorns first. And so it's good that we take a moment to see how this theme also fits into those times in our lives as well. And it was almost really challenging. I I lost a lot of sleep the last couple of nights trying to figure out, okay, how do you talk about when when people are sad, right, and without going too deep into your lives, without walking away in tears? And you know what? I'm going to let Jesus take care of that. And we're just going to read some Scripture, and we're going to wrestle with this together. Amen? Amen. Okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page here, so I'm not going to hit anyone you know, out of left field where they didn't expect it on a Sunday morning. So I'm going to invite you to follow along with our Bible reading for today. It comes to us from the book of John, the 19th chapter. And uh, 
This is a very sad moment uh, in the life and the story of Jesus that we get in Scripture. Uh, at this moment, Jesus is on the cross. Okay? So we, we begin with John chapter 19, where this happens next. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were His mother, His mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw His mother and the disciple whom He loved standing beside her, He said to His mom, Woman, here is your son. Then He said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the Scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of that wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. And when Jesus had received the wine, he said, It is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You didn't expect to get Good Friday today, did you? Yeah. We talk about a sad, sad experience. Just picture that moment with me. Here Mary is standing before her beloved son, watching him be tortured to death on a cross, completely helpless and unable to ease her son's suffering. There's nothing she can do to fix it, nothing that can make it better. Every time I read these verses, the the sorrow and the heartache just oozes off the pages here, oozes right out of these words. I mean, the word sad just doesn't even begin to describe this moment, this feeling of helplessness, of not knowing what to do to make it better. And I need to say, I'm, I'm sorry that, that this may be triggering for some of you today if this topic uh, brings you back into moments of sadness and heartache from your own life. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to have you turn to your neighbor this morning and share some of your saddest moments in your lives. I mean, not even I'm that cruel, right? But we can all imagine them, if not for a moment, right? Because I know we all have them. We've all experienced loss, regret, pain. Some many years ago, some over this past year, some very recent or maybe even part of what you're going through today. We feel sadness over the people that we've lost or the regrets that, we, that haunt us. Sadness about what's going on in the world, about what's going on in our country, about what's going on in our backyards, maybe even with our own families, maybe even within our very own selves. I don't know about you, but I experienced deep sadness throughout the pandemic. Not only because of how drastically it changed our lives. The many freedoms of of innocence, maybe even ignorance that we lost. But also how Christians, people who claim to follow Jesus, were treating one another. The hatred that was posted on media the hurtful disinformation people were all too eager to pass around without looking it up first. The way people of different colors and and different nationalities and sexual orientations were being treated 
even still to this day, regardless of our stances, we are still talking about human beings. And so it's sad to see people I have come to know and to love be so hurt and crushed by what others can say. And I've seen how that sadness has caused people just to stop living. To be so fed up or to lose so much hope that things can and will get better. I know a number of people that will, that maybe will never step foot in a church again because the sadness just cut that deep. I know far too many pastors that just didn't want to be a pastor anymore because of that sadness of what had been lost. And it's very real. And it's part of what it means to be human. We experience loss and we feel heartache and we know despair. Jesus knew it too. And in our sadness, Jesus cries with us. Jesus makes space, the space needed to grieve and to mourn. But Jesus also refuses to let sadness have the final words in our lives. Today we learn that when people are sad, shine Jesus' light. The light of Jesus shines so brightly in our reading for today, even when Jesus was hanging from the cross knowing that He would soon be taking His final breaths, he was, His light was still creating new life. This is the part that, that blows me away, and I get goosebumps just thinking about this moment as well, because as much as the sadness oozes out of the story, Jesus still finds a way to bring new life. These words... So at this point, I can only assume that uh, Jesus' dad, Joseph, is no longer around. The last time we hear about Joseph is like Luke chapter 2 when Jesus is 12 years old. They lost him and they find him in the temple teaching and they take him home. Okay, That's the last time we know about Joseph. So he's been gone for, well, from Scripture, at least the last 21 years of Jesus' ministry, of of his life. But at this time, we assume that he's not around because of what takes place in the words that Jesus says. So back then at that time, okay, women only had a place in society if they were connected to a male. So women had to uh, live with either a husband, uh, a a brother, or a son, okay, in order to have their place. And so here in these final moments, Jesus is so concerned about his mom that he looks at his beloved disciple John and says, "John, you're going to take after, you're going to look after my mom now. Mom, you're going to move in with John." Even with his final breaths, he was looking out for his loved ones. That light was shining so bright that day. That's the kind of God that you and I have. Not only a God who knows you and and knows what you experience in times of loss and of sadness, but also the same one who can breathe new life into those very same moments. You and I have a God who promises that our sadness will never get to have the final say. You and I have a God who can take the most difficult, heartache-filled, 
times of our lives and be present with us to give us strength and comfort and a peace that just doesn't make sense. And so you and I, sisters and brothers, dear ones, you and I can believe today that even when we are sad, shine Jesus' light. And not only when we are sad, but when others are sad too. Just like all the other lessons that we've learned, every time I invite you to shout back, shine Jesus' light, I feel like it's twofold. Okay, It always depends on, on how you hear it. I mean, first... We hear it personally, don't we? So in those moments when we are sad or, or feeling like things are good or when we're not getting along with people or when times are dark, right? We're asking for the light of Jesus to shine in our lives so we can get a taste of that hope. We can get a taste of that forgiveness, of that comfort, of that love. But it's not only that, it's twofold. I also hear it as an invitation, maybe even a command, okay? That when people are said, we are to then go and shine that light. We have a God who, yes, has ultimate power that could literally zap anything into existence and do everything all by God's self, but instead chooses to use you and I. How amazing is that? Are you aware that God uses you every day. Every day. God will give you the opportunity to shine God's light in this life. You and I, we all know at least one person going through a hard time. Amen? We know people in our lives who are sad, who are depressed, who are, are prone to see uh, the, the bad things going on in life before the good, right? And here's the fun part. It's not your light that you're shining. You don't have to come up with it yourself. When you are with those people, you don't have to think of the perfect thing to say. You don't have to be the perfect thing. You just get to reflect the light that's already there. Maybe the opportunity to share the light of Jesus is just to give a hug or to write an encouraging letter or to just be sitting next to someone without saying a single word. I think we get this idea in our heads that we need to get people through their hard times and so we come up with little cliches like, oh, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> like that happens. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that with me today. I am so much better, right? No. How about we let God do the healing and the saving and the creating of new life and we just be present with each other for this journey together? That, my friends, is sharing the light of Jesus. That, my friends, is the invitation I hear today. That yes, when sadness comes to those of you here, may you, may, may you find comfort and, and love as God's light shines so brightly over you, knowing that you are not alone. And when sadness comes to those around you, may you be a mirror, may you be a reflection, that, that, that light to brighten their lives, to share with them that there is hope always found in Christ Jesus. And because of that, dear ones, today we can even shout that when people are sad, shine Jesus' light 
Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we cannot thank You enough for today. We thank You for all the ways that You have provided and continue to provide for us each and every day. It is never fun or enjoyable to take moments to consider our pains or to walk with others who are experiencing theirs. But Lord, today You give us a word of hope that in the midst of our sadness, in the midst of the things that we carry and and have such a hard time letting go, in the midst of all that is wrong in this world and around us, You still give us a word of hope and a promise that Your light is still stronger than all the darkness around us. And because of that, we thank You today. We give You praise for not keeping us in our holes or covered up in our sadness, but giving us a word that can truly give us new life. May that new life enter into our hearts today and always. And all of God's people say, Amen. I invite you to stand as you are able. Confident that God receives our joys and concerns, let us now offer our prayers for the church, for those in need, and for all of creation. At the end of each little prayer, I will say, God of grace, I invite you to respond with, hear our prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, we pray for the church and for all servants of the gospel, for each and every one of us here and all who are abroad. Equip rostered and lay ministers to proclaim that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God of grace, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray for the well-being of creation. Safeguard the environment, clean polluted rivers and lakes, Preserve the mighty tree and the tiny mustard seed and use us to create sustainable practices. God of grace, hear our prayer. Compassionate God, we pray for the nations. Instill in all who govern the ability to discern between good and evil. Free those who are oppressed and protect those facing danger. Promote peace across this world and in our towns and even within our own families. God of grace, hear our prayer. Merciful God, we pray for all who are in need. Protect those fleeing from war. Shelter any who are in poverty. Clothe the naked. Soothe all who grieve. And heal the sick, especially those we name now, either silently or out loud. Joe. Karen. John. God of grace, hear our prayer. Holy God, we pray for this congregation, both those gathered here today and those absent from our gathering. Grant safety to travelers and refreshment and safety for children attending summer camps or community programs or band camp. Give direction to any experiencing life transitions. God of grace, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, as we now pray the prayer that He taught us to pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. We now take a moment to uh, confess those times when we have uh, fallen short, those times when we have failed to live as God encourages and, and, and invites us to live. And so we give all of these moments and these experiences and these things that we either did or didn't do, we give them to God now. We say these words together, God of life, we confess that we are wrapped up in sin and cannot free ourselves. We nurture conflict and build walls. We neglect the needs of our neighbors and ignore the groaning of creation. Have mercy on us. Where we are self-centered, open our hearts. Where we are reluctant, give us courage. Where we are too cynical, Restore our trust. Renew us with your grace and give us the hope of new life in you. Amen. And now hear these amazing words, dear children of God. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given over to die for you and for your sake, for Jesus' sake. God forgives you of all of your sins. And so, I get to be the one to tell you, as an ordained and called member of this Church of Christ, I therefore declare unto you the entire forgiveness of all of your sin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, I invite you to take out your communion, kids, or for those of you at home, to grab your bread and your wine or juice as we prepare ourselves to receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. We begin with our bread. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me, the body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. My ADHD is kicking in this morning. I had my wafer stuck to the top of my, my mouth, and I was just like, oh, Jesus really needs to stick with me today. Okay. <laughs> Holy cow. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you always in God's good grace. And all of God's people say, Amen. As always, I cannot thank you enough for the hearts that you have, for the passion you have, both for our church and for helping those who are in need. Our offering plates, or buckets, I should say, are on your way out this morning. We have a QR code for those of you joining us online. It all adds up to the ways that we can provide for those who are struggling most in our area. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you, 
May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of His hand. How great is our God. Amen. What a perfect song to sing that when people are sad, shine Jesus' light that we can remember how great our God truly is. And with that, people of God, may you go in peace and share that good news. Thanks be to God.